Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I'm so excited for today's episode because I'm always excited to get on here and encourage your hearts in the Lord to share what he's put on my heart. I pray that you guys are so staying encouraged in this season of your life. I know for me, I feel like I'm just coming out of a season just to be completely real and vulnerable and honest with you of just kind of feeling like I've been in a funk for a while and just kind of going through the motions and and all the things. And one thing that I love I love, love, love about God is that it doesn't matter what seasons we go through, what we experience, how we feel, what we do. He is so faithful and he never changes. And I love that the word says that even when we aren't faithful, he remains faithful because he's constant. He's consistent in his character and he never changes. And so I'm so thankful for a God who is with us in the mountaintops and in the valleys and every moment of every season of our lives. And he continually reminds me that he delights in every detail of my life. And so, yeah, I've just come out of a, a short stint of just feeling like weary and just, ugh, and just knowing that it doesn't really matter whether I'm on the proverbial performance treadmill is what we like to call it and Christianese, a performance treadmill or not, whether I'm doing anything for him or not, his love for me never changes and his thoughts toward me remain good no matter what I'm doing in any season of life. And so I'm so thankful for his mercy and grace and I'm so thankful that he pulls us out of those seasons. And I know like the word says that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I feel like I've experienced a lot of that recently, just being totally real here of just like, God, I, I'm believing for these certain things for my life and believing that you're going to do these things and I know your promises and I'm trying to stand on them, but I'm really just growing weary in the waiting. And so the last like week or so for me has just been really intentionally digging my heels back into his presence, getting back into the word more than I have been and just pressing into him like I haven't been for a while. And so, so it's awesome. I want you guys to just imagine right now, that you're sitting with me in my living room, my little living room. I have my apple and vanilla chai candle burning, and we're just going to sit here and we're going to have a conversation. And I want to talk to you about dealing with disappointment. How do you work through seasons of just feeling like you're in a funk like I was? How do you press through that? What do you do during those times? Because we don't live our lives in a highlight reel, contrary to our Instagram stories and our best Facebook posts, like all of our social media big moments, there's a very real reality, real reality that we don't live in this highlight reel. We don't live in the highlight reel. And so how do we go about living our lives every day for the Lord in those times when it seems easy and effortless and then those times when it's hard? And I know for me, I've been a Christian. For those of you who maybe don't know me, I've been a Christian for a little over 17 years. And so obviously, when you experience any amount of life, you're not always going to live in the high moments. You're not always going to have those times. So what do you do in those moments? And and so for me, it's so important that we, that I encourage you and for me in my personal life to make sure that you're surrounding yourselves with godly 
people, with godly people who aren't going to tell you everything you want to hear. They're going to tell you what you need to hear. And I'm so thankful that God has put some really incredible people in my life that will speak life into me, that will challenge me, that will pray for me. On those days when it's really hard, I had a friend actually recently call me and pray for me on a day that I was really struggling and I knew I was battling heavy spirits. Like I could just sense that I was battling a spirit of depression. And do you know, and you guys, know this, that there, you don't even have to have a reason. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal your peace. He wants to get you to fret and worry and dread the future. He wants you to struggle and just stay in mental bondage and negative thinking patterns. And I know, I think it's important for me as someone who has a platform and ministry to be real and to be vulnerable that life isn't always a highlight reel. Like I've already said, that there are moments of struggle when the enemy is attacking we are in a very real war we know the bible says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds and a lot of the strongholds begin in our mind they begin with our mindsets and it's so easy to take on a lie of the enemy because we know that that's his native language all he does is lie and if we give that even a moment of our attention it can very easily settle in our hearts and then cause a wrestle within us and i love last weekend i was at a women's conference and this lady that was ministering pastor lisa she ministered a word about keeping a lid on our hearts and how we don't have to receive every word that we hear every piece of advice we're given and it's you know it was more of reminders for me it's a lot of the same things that i preach but it was good for me to hear it for myself to be like, hey, make sure you're keeping a lid on your heart, that you're not letting people speak death over you and curses over you. And I think a lot of times we hear that. We know the word says to speak life and to speak blessings, not death and curses. We don't even realize how just even a small negative word can really impact your heart. And we don't want those things to settle inside of us. And she talked a lot about good treasure and evil treasure that we store up in our heart. And a lot of that is what's spoken over to and about us. And so just taking that time to repent for believing the lies of the enemy, for just asking the Lord to uproot anything within our hearts that is not of him. And so I've just felt such a freedom uh, just being there. And for me with a lot of my life, being poured out for other people. It's so important. The Lord is really challenging me the last couple of weeks to make sure that I'm going to things that I'm surrounding myself with people that are going to be able to pour into me as well. And so I encourage you, if you're a leader in any capacity, to make sure that you are being poured into, whether that's attending extra services. If you're someone who's always leading services, find services in the area where you're at or whatever to be able to go and be ministered to because that's so important that we get poured into as well. I love watching teachers and messages on YouTube and and other social media avenues to make sure that I'm being poured into as well, reading good books, surrounding myself with good community that's so vital for our own spiritual growth so that we don't grow cold and that we don't grow weary as we keep pressing through in the in the field that God's called us to. Because we know God has called all of us to tend the field and that field is the harvest. The harvest because we know he's coming back and we know the word says to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send forth laborers because 
(laughs) there's a lot of work and there's not a lot of workers. And so that is one prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. And we know that we ourselves have to make sure that we're staying out in that field and that we are doing everything that God has called and created us for as well, because we all have a purpose. We all have a destiny. We all have a calling. We all have gifts that we need to make sure that we're stewarding and that we're using to advance the kingdom of God, to bring him glory, to point people to him. And I've said it a million times and I'll say it a million more times that my heart is always to pull other people's closer to his. My heart is to pull other people's hearts closer to his. And if I can inspire anything in anyone, it would be to fall more in love with him, to fall more in love with his word, to fall in love with his presence, because he is so faithful. He is so good. He is so kind. And he loves us with an everlasting love. And I just think sometimes about the love of God and and how it's the love of God that compels us to do everything. His love compels us to lay down our lives, to take up our cross daily and follow him, to sacrifice our life for his. And we know the Bible talks about how we're called to be living sacrifices for him and how in the Old Testament, it talks about sacrifices that were made to God and and those were animal sacrifices. And I love the fact that we live in the new covenant, we live in the new Testament and that Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice for us. And so we are now called to be living sacrifices for him. And and the one thing about sacrifices is that sacrifices burn. And so that is something I, I say all the time. Sometimes I will even lay hands on my and say, God, let me burn for you. I want to be so consumed with you. I want to do everything that you put me on this earth for. I want to stand before you one day at the end of my life and say, I spent it all on you because you are worthy of whatever that cost is. And so I know so many of you listening have already surrendered your lives completely to the Lord. You've laid everything down for him. And I want to encourage you that he's worth it. In those moments when the seasons feel like they're so dry, it feels like a winter season, He's worth it. And and we all do enter those seasons. It's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast. We enter those seasons where it is like a winter season. And the important thing is that in those seasons where it's not a winter season, that we are storing up so that we're in those seasons that are harder to press through, that feel like they're dry, that we've already stored up things in the harvest season of our lives. So we're continually pouring into the word. We're spending time into it in his presence. We're surrounding ourselves with community. We're doing things to invest in our spirit, man. So when those times come where it's weary, we can draw from that. We can draw from that. We all have like what I would like to call a cistern inside of us. We talked about this at a women's conference a few years ago, how our heart is like a cistern and how important it is that we continually give God access to purify our hearts, that we stay clean before him. And we pray those prayers of God, create in me a clean heart, renew a steadfast spirit within me. God, show me if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And so we're always giving God the access to our hearts to continually purify us and mold us. And as we are getting in the word and we're doing those things that are just natural for us as believers to do, sometimes not natural, sometimes it it is more of a discipline, but the things of God that I love to have the perspective that it's a privilege and an honor, not so much a discipline. Like I don't want to read the word because I should do this as a good Christian woman. No, I want to read the word because it's the living and active word of God. It is what's going to transform and change my life. It is his love letter breathed on those pages and it is alive in me. And I want it to just so saturate every part of my being. And that is the perspective I want to have on what we would call 
Christian disciplines and I want to pray. I want to pray not because it's something that good Christian women should do. I want to pray because God is so good and I want to communicate with the author of life himself. I want to communicate with the creator of all things. I want to know that I have access behind that veil into that place of holy and holy of holies, the the holy of holies that Jesus on the cross, we know that the the veil that separated us from the intimacy of God in the temple, that that veil was torn into. I encourage you to go look that up. I'm not going to get into that. I have on several episodes, but that we have access to that secret place with him that at any moment of any day, we can tuck away with him. Like even in this moment now, I can just feel his presence in my living room. Like I don't have to be in church. I don't have to be with a leader or a pastor or someone that is in some sort of Christian authority. Like you can go to God yourself. Yes, I'm so thankful and I will forever be thankful for Christian leadership and for Christian community, but we cannot afford to wait until we have someone to pray for us or pray with us. We have access to God, right? Now, in the very moment that you are existing in right now, God is giving you access to him. And so you don't have to wait until a Sunday morning service or a special revival service to access his presence. It is available to you right now in this very moment. And so I encourage you to press into him in the ordinary everyday life. And I think that that is something that we miss a lot as the church is just communicating that reality, that privilege, that honor that we have to be able to commune with the God of all creation at any moment of every, of any day. And so just taking that time to tuck away with him because you love him, not because you have to, not out of religious obligation, not because it's what your pastor tells you you should do. It's because you desire that. And so I pray that right now over myself and over you that God would release a desire within you for his word and for his presence like never before. I receive that for myself because I can always have more. There's always more when it comes to God. And I love that we could read the word all the way through. I have, I'm sure many of you have, and it's not enough. There's still more because we can get back in it. We can read a scripture and it's like, wow, I've never read that before. Where did this come from? And God is just speaking that timely word to you in that moment that you need. And I just love that he is never boring. Living for God is never boring. And people that would say being a Christian is boring and it's blah and it's whatever, that you have not experienced it. You have not experienced what it means to really live surrendered to God because it is anything but boring. Now, religion is boring. Religion is bondage. But living in a, just a fruitful, meaningful, deep, true, real, I'm thinking of every adjective I can to describe relationship with God. When you have that with him, it is never boring. And it's so fun to wake up in the morning and say, God, what do you have for me today? What do you want to show me today? What adventures can we go on today? And that is just like as much as my podcast is journey with Janice, really my life is a journey with Jesus. God, where are you going to take me? Where are you going to show me? Who are you going to show me that I can minister? Where are you going to just show me that I'm supposed to be in this time in my life? And and I love that as we lay our lives down to him, that's really when we find life. And that's what scripture tells us. When we lay our lives down, that is when we really find life. And I know that my season of life is not your season. And we're all in different seasons. And God changes those seasons throughout the course of our life. And, and I know for me, though, I, I look back and Honestly, like last week, I had a little bit of just some struggle with with where I'm at in my life. And I shared a little bit about that in the beginning and just being like, God, it doesn't seem fair that there's things that I've wanted and desired that I don't have yet. And I just felt like God was like, put the brakes on those thoughts. 
<laughs> he's so good. He's so good. He doesn't condemn us when we are struggling. He meets us in those moments. And so it's like, put the brakes on those thoughts, those comparison, jealousy, whatever it is that the enemy's trying to come at you with, and just take a moment and reflect over the last several years of your life. And so I just took that time and I want to encourage you to do the same, to just reflect. And maybe the last five, six years of your life have been nothing to celebrate, but I know that if you dig deeper with the Lord and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the good things he has done because he's always working everything together for our good. The Bible promises that in eight in Romans eight twenty eight that he works all things together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We've all been called according to his purpose, but the question is, do you love him? When you love him, he promises to work those things out in your life for good. And so in that moment for me is I was just out on a walk around town and just asking Lord to reflect with me over the last few years of what my life has entailed. I was like, God, yes, even though I'm frustrated because I'm still single, I don't have a family yet. And the things that I've desired my whole life haven't came to pass in my life yet. God, thank you that you didn't allow me to have those things yet because one, I had to go through a season of healing. A lot of you know my story, but I went through a very, very painful, hard season of divorce and just dealing with the brokenness that came with that. And I'm so thankful that God allowed me to journey through that healing with just Him because there are certain things that I needed to experience with just the Lord without pulling someone else into that. So I'm thankful for those moments of just sitting with the Lord and allowing Him to heal my heart. But I'm also thankful for the season of being able to pour into so many people without the distraction of a relationship. And I know that God will have me in a season with my future husband and that we'll minister to people. I know so many things that he's promised me and I just have so many visions of literally just sitting around my dining room table with my husband and pouring into leaders and pouring into people in the body of Christ and other believers and just being able to really minister to the church with my husband. I know those are things God's called me to, but right now God's allowed me to do that with women in my living room, with women in coffee shops or sitting around my dining room table. I've been able to travel so much of the country and actually many places more than once as a single woman. And so just to be able to have that freedom in my life right now to be able to pursue God with abandon and just to do everything that he's called me to in this season without apology, without going, you know, going through, I don't want to say, I don't want to say going through anyone else because I don't look at marriage as a ball and chain. So I try to be careful with that perspective there, but I don't have to answer to anyone in this season of my life right now. And there will be a time when I will have a husband that I'll have to consider and that I will have to communicate with and talk about my plans with. But right now I don't have that. I have a freedom to be able to just be led of the Lord and go wherever I please wherever he puts that desire in me to go. And so I don't have to do that right now in this season. So hopefully I communicated that correctly in my heart on that because I definitely don't look at marriage in that way at all. But I do know that there will be a mutual respect that'll have to be there when I am married. So anyway, um, yeah, so just being able to live this season, again, with abandon to the Lord and just to stay surrendered to him and fulfill all the plans and purposes he has for my life to be able to release two books, to publish two books, to release several smaller devotionals, to be able to have TV interviews and radio interviews and podcast interviews, to start my own podcast, to be able to connect with women literally from all over the world, and to just know that God orchestrated all of those things for me because he's good and he loves me with an everlasting love and he has good things for us. And I think so many times we believe the lie that God doesn't really have good things for me. Yeah, he may have good things for everybody else around me and I see him working and everybody 
everybody else's life. But when it comes to me, I've messed up too much. My past is too dark. I've done too many ugly things in my life to be able to warrant God doing anything good for me. But that is where we have to shift our perspective and realize that God doesn't do anything good for us because of what we have done for him or what we have done to earn it, what the performances we've done to earn his good graces. Like God does good things because of who he is, not because of who we are. He is good because he is good because he is good. Not because of you, not because of anything that you could do, not because of me, not because of anything I could do. He is good because he is good. And so I love that. And actually, as I was studying on the word today, it talked a little bit about that. I was reading in Titus, which I'm really excited uh, for what I've just been gleaning from the book of Titus. When it talks about that, it talks about the character of God and how he's good because he's good. And he's good to us because he's good, not because of anything that we could do. And so I love that about him, that he's gracious, he's good and is kind. And that is how we should be toward other people. We should love people because we have the love of God inside of us and because of the love that he demonstrated for us through his life here on earth, through his death at the cross, through his resurrection, through the way he is now um, and how we are just how we are seated with him in heavenly places. I just so think I'm just so thankful for for him that we're seated with him in heavenly places that Jesus is now sitting at the right hand of the father making intercession for us. So crazy to think that Jesus is making intercession for us. That he stands in the gap for us and that he does good things on our behalf just because he's good. And so he is that model. He is that example that we live our lives by. And so I just think that's so important that we never look to other people more than we look to him as our example for how we should live our lives and the way that we should love people. So I want to encourage you that if you find yourself in a season of just feeling weary to know that it won't last forever, to not grow weary in well-doing like the Bible says, because the Bible taught promises that if we don't grow weary in well-doing, that we will reap a harvest if we don't faint. So I just want to pray over you to end this podcast and just encourage you to keep pressing on, to keep pressing on, to keep pressing on that where you're at is not where you're saying that God is pulling you into a new season. I just decree that and prophesy that over you that God is pulling you into a new season where that weariness will just make way. And I just want to hop up here real quick and read you what I wrote in my journal today before I pray for you. And as I was studying in the word, I landed also in Romans 5, 3, and 4. And it talks about in those passages how we should glory in our tribulations, which is so counter to it, intuitive to what we would ever do. It's so countercultural. We love to be in tribulation and let everyone know that we're struggling, to let everyone know what we're going through, which, yes, we should reach out to community. That's one of the beautiful things about community. Hey, I need you to pray for me. We should not be ashamed of that. But sometimes we like to just throw ourselves a pity party and invite people in to join us. And so that will never be me for you or anyone in my life. I'm not going to, yeah, I may find you on your map, but I'm going to encourage you to get up. I'm going to cut a hole in the roof and I'm going to lower you down to Jesus because that is what good community does. And so we have those times when we are in tribulation and it talks about how tribulation produces perseverance and how perseverance produces character and how character produces hope. And that tribulation in the Greek, it actually means pressure. And I feel like that's a lot of what I've been feeling in the last several months is just pressure just from the world and from culture and just whatever that is, that pressure that the enemy likes to put on us to know that I can 
rejoice in that because God is producing something good in me. And then character, when it's talking about how God produces character inside of us, that is just a purification process that he does within us. And I'm so thankful for timely words. The Bible talks a lot about timely words. And I was actually at a church service a few weeks ago and the pastor of that church gave me a word that I had been distracted in this season that God was calling me back to my original purpose. And I really felt such a release and just so known. I love that when you receive prophetic words, even if they're correction, it's always laced in love if it's from the Lord. It's always laced in love if it's from the Lord. And so even though that was like, oh, I have been very distracted with so many things. God, help me get back on course here. And I love that he is so good at rerouting us. Like it is just so characteristic of his faithfulness. And so in that moment when I got that word, it was like, okay, I've been distracted. God, help me get back on course. But it felt like such a release. And as I just pressed into God, I said, God, what is my, what is my original purpose? What am I supposed to be getting back to that I've kind of faltered away from a little bit. And I immediately heard in my spirit because the Bible promises that when we lack wisdom, we ask and he'll give it. So that was a moment that I didn't know what I was. My original purpose was that you're talking about here, Lord, what is it? I pressed in, I asked, and he showed me your original purpose is to get back to ministering to the brokenhearted. And I know that that's a huge part of my calling and my anointing. And I'm sharing this with you, not because it maybe makes a bit of difference to you what my original calling is, but to encourage you to ask God what your calling is. Ask God, what is my anointing? Where do I fit in the body of Christ? What do I have to bring to the table? Because you know what? I talked earlier about ministering around the table and how we're, you know, we're called to be hospitable in those things. We all have something to bring to the table. No one should come to the table empty handed. And so ask God, press into him, ask him, what is my calling? What is my purpose? And sometimes that's a seasonal thing. Sometimes it's something that's for a lifetime. I believe that my lifetime calling will be ministering to broken hearts because I've walked through that with the Lord and God has healed me and restored me and redeemed every bit of brokenness that I've experienced. And so that's an anointing that I carry that you may not carry. So you have to press into God for yourself on what that might be. But I am going to go ahead and close out in prayer. I want to encourage you to reach out to me on social media at The Journey with Janice. You can email me, message me. All my contact information is on journeywithjanice.com. I would love to pray for you. Maybe you are listening to this and you just need someone to pray with you. I did say earlier, you can go to God yourself. I want to encourage you that you can press into him, but sometimes we do need each other. We need that accountability, that community. So I want to encourage you to reach out to me if that's something that you need. I would love to pray with you, to talk with you, encourage you in wherever whatever you're at, wherever you're at with the Lord and whatever your calling and your ministry is, we all have something that we're called to. So we'd love to do that for you. So let's pray. God, thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you so much for this podcast. God, I thank you for the reminder of your faithfulness. I just felt like that was such a strong word, God, during this podcast that you are so faithful and that you are near, that you are with us in every moment, whether we're on the mountain or in the valley, God, you are with us always. God, I thank you for your promise to never leave us or forsake us. And so God, I thank you for that promise that you gave Jesus before you ascended back to heaven. While you're here on this earth, you said that you are with us always, even until the end of the age. So God, I thank you that you're with us forever, that you're always with us, that you're speaking to us. God, I pray for anyone on here who has just found themselves in a weary season. God, I can so relate to that. God, I pray over them right now, a strengthening, God, a fortifying 
within their spirit, man. God, I thank you that your word says that you strengthen us with might in our inner man. God, I pray right now for every trace of weariness to flee in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for refreshing them with your presence, God, for showing them what they're called to in this season of their lives. Lord, I thank you that they're not going to miss out on anything you have for them. I declare that over them. They will not be distracted. They will not be discouraged. They will not be filled with doubt in this season. God, I pray that anyone on here that's struggling with feeling that hope deferred, God, I thank you for the promise that you will fulfill everything that you have called them to, everything that you have called them to, everything that you have spoken over their lives, that it will come to pass. So, Father, give us strength and faith to continue believing, to continue contending, and to continue pressing on. In Jesus' name, amen. 